Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Come on. Who's excited to be here this morning? I heard there are auditions for the worship team. Listen, I, I put in my application years ago to be on the worship team. I have not received an answer yet. Amen. I don't know what that means. 11-6 to show up. I'm going to be there. I'm going to get on this team one way or the other. Amen. Come on. Can I just have you stand one more time, please? So we can... Uh, Read the word of the Lord. Come on, worship awesome or what? Yes. Yes. See, I'm a firm believer. You can be healed before the message. You can be healed during a worship. Amen. God, God heals. You can, you can receive your breakthrough during worship. There's power in worship. Amen. It's, it's nothing like when you get a bunch of believers together and believe that, that God is all-powerful, man, something miraculous can happen during service, during worship. Amen? Yeah. So I'm going to be reading out of Exodus uh, 3, just a few verses, just one, uh, four verses for you, just one, one through four, and we're going to get right into this. It says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to, to the back of the desert. And he came to Horeb, the mountain um, of God, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he, he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he says, and he said, here I am. So I just want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him this. God is trying to get your attention. So they probably weren't listening. It's okay. They, they haven't, you know, they, they, they're still asleep. So turn to your other neighbor and tell them that God is trying to get your attention. He wants to tell you something. He wants to tell you something transformative. Yeah. Amen. Amen. God is trying to get your attention. Yeah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, and that you are an amazing God. Yeah. And you are worthy for all of our praises, Lord God. You're so faithful. You're so consistent. You, we are everything, God. Without you, we are nothing. Yes. 
And so we just thank you for that we can call you our father, our provider. You're all that we need, God. And if you're not here, Lord, it's just regular church. We don't want regular church. We want to see you move in this place, God. What a great honor it is to minister your word, to choose a, a person like me to preach the gospel. So I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, God. Have your way in this place, Lord God. We expect change. We anticipate change today. We love you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Amen. Yes, yes. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. So we are in a series called, Where Are You? And if I can sort of summarize um, in just a, a, a couple of words of what this series is about, it's about spiritual renewal. You see, God is concerned about our spiritual maturity. Uh, God is always on the move, and he wants his people to be on the move. He doesn't want us to get stuck in circumstance. He doesn't want us to get stuck in the, the trials of, of life. Um, uh, so God is in every trial. God is in every circumstance that you, you go through but we just have to move with them. Amen? So God is concerned about our, our, um, our maturity. And, and so, so God wants us to have that spiritual renewal. So I believe that God is going to accelerate your, your, uh, your life spiritually. I'll say that again because um, maybe you didn't hear it or something, or maybe that's not exciting to you, but it's exciting to me, it's worth repeating it, that God is going to accelerate your spiritual life. I think that's really exciting because he is going to make up for lost time. And the one thing about God, we can trust his timing, right? We can trust his timing. He is always on time. And that will never change. He will, he's always on time. See, but we are living in the era um, of compressed time, where time is condensed, squeezed together, and con constricted. Right? It's almost like, like time is moving too fast. I mean, I just, I just had a birthday. I, I, birthday. I just remember when I was 25, and now I'm 35. I'm just like, wow, where has it happened? I don't understand what. Pastor John, I don't understand. What, I mean, what, what's going on? I'm, I'm not 35? Huh? But, huh? 30, I mean, time is just flying by, right? Is anybody there with me? It's just time is just moving so fast. It just feels like we don't have enough time to accomplish all that God has placed inside of us. Time is just moving fast. But I believe God will move in a way that exceeds the speed of time. 
He's going to speed some things up in your life. He's going to accelerate some things in in your life. Some things that you you thought would would take 10 years to accomplish, he's going to do it in a year. Oops. Oh, man, somebody got to receive that today. So you, some of you may think that your dreams won't come true. It's going to take too long for it to come through. God say, no, no, no. The time is now. The time is now. So anytime you have time compressed, acceleration becomes the essence of the hour. So you have to do things more quickly. If you're going to do something significant, now is the time. Now is the time. Because time is moving so fast, right? So God wants us to start doing something now. He's going to accelerate your life. He's going to accelerate your spiritual life. This morning. That's what he did to Moses. That's what he did to Moses. Moses was just, it was just a, a regular day, right? Tending sheep in the desert, right? He was 80 years old. He probably thought that nothing significant would ever happen in his life at this point. He's around 80 years old. He's tending sheep in his father in law's field. And all of a sudden, God speaks to him through a burning bush. I think that's awesome, right? So God used a burning bush to get his attention. And I, I think it's, it's, it's crazy. If you really look at this, it's just like, so here's Moses' life. His life was in a desert. Then God promoted him to the mountaintop when he gave him the Ten Commandments. Oh, man. Oh, man. So promotion happens in the valley. Promotion happens in the valley through rough times, through the tough seasons in, in your life. Amen. Promotion happens in the valley. Amen. So God, so promotion happens in home, in your, in your home. I tell men all the time when they look for promotion outside of their home, well, promotion starts in your house, wow. <clears throat> right? So you cannot uh, um, put God's order, you cannot bring order to God's house until you bring order to your house. Wow. Ooh, ooh. Come on, anybody going with me this morning? Yeah. So I thought it was just amazing how God accelerated Moses' life. He spoke to him at a burning bush. That's incredible, right? I mean, it's just, so he, uh, some, a lot of times I believe that we all t- uh, will find a burning, burning bush in our lives, right? God finds different ways to speak to us. But I just can't imagine walking down a block or and you see a bush that's on fire, but not really on fire. The bush is, is burning, but it's not really burning. It's on fire, but it's not really burning. <laughs> that is in itself, it's, it's a miracle. See, at times we can focus on the miracle, but lose sight on the message. The, the message is more important than the miracle. 
So God was trying to get his attention because he was bringing him somewhere. He was using the message to bring him somewhere. He just used the bush to get his attention. But he wanted him to focus on the message. See, too many times we focus on the miracle, but we lose sight on the message. Right? It sounds like the Israelites, right? Right? When they walked through the wilderness, God was feeding them. They were experiencing miracles every day. Right? And then all of a sudden, they kept wanting more. So if you focus on the miracle and not the message, that's just entitlement. I'm just, that was, the ushers may charge you extra when you leave because that wasn't part of, but. So we can't focus on, on the, on the miracles as much as the message because when God is doing something, he is saying something. So when he wants to do something in your life, he is saying something. Oh man. God's trying to get your attention. You may be in your yard, and your bush may catch on fire. That's God <laughs> trying to get your attention. Amen? He's trying to get your attention. So I just have a, a few things for us to go over today or to talk about today. When God, What do you do when God's trying to get your attention? The first thing we have to do is lean in and lean on God. Lean in, lean into God, and lean on God. It's important that we lean on God when the world around us is shaky. Because God should be our solid foundation. We talked a little bit about that last week, right? Like, we must have a solid foundation. We must have a, a foundation where it can hold up our faith. It can hold up our joy. It can hold up our peace. Amen? And you're not blown away from, um, with every trial or tribulation in life. You're not tossed to and fro. You are there standing on the foundation of Christ. It is important that you have a foundation that's strong enough to hold your faith. The times that we are living in, it's testing our foundation. It's testing our foundation. How solid is our foundation? Turn on the news. Talk to non-believers. I'm telling you. It's the times we are living in is, is testing our foundation. Amen. So we must lean on God. Come on, turn to someone and say, lean on God. Lean on God. Come on, don't lean on things that aren't stable. It won't hold you up. When, when, when times get testy, it will not hold you up. Amen. So you can't. You, you can't hold on to the world, no. right? It won't, it won't hold you up. Some people you may have in your life, amen? <laughs> right? amen. They may not be stable enough to hold you up, amen? And, and then your own understanding. That sounds like Bible, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Because the Bible does say, lean not, lean not, lean not on your own understanding. Right? Acknowledge God in all of your ways. And then what? He will direct your path. Isn't that amazing? What a great promise. What a great promise. But it will not happen through osmosis. It will not. Because it tells us, lean not on your own understanding. And then you must acknowledge him in all your ways. Because when you acknowledge God in all your ways, you won't run to something without his wisdom. Right? So we acknowledge him so that way we won't run to something without his wisdom. So because we acknowledge him in all our ways. They say, well, all your ways? What does that mean? Well, all of your ways. That means all of your decisions. God wants all of your decisions. God wants you to do a check-in with him. Because he wants to be involved in all of your decisions. Why? Because he will direct your ways. He will direct your path. Right? But he will not direct your path if we don't acknowledge him, if we don't lean on him. It's very difficult for God to do that. We go in two different directions. Right? He will direct your path if we acknowledge him. See, God, God, it's is important that we lean on our own understanding. Why? Because the voice you listen to will be the voice that will shape you. The voice you listen to will be the voice that will shape you. It will shape your worldview. See, God wants us to have a biblical worldview for a messy world. That's why we must lean on his understanding and not our own. So that way we receive that, that biblical worldview for a messy world. So that the Bible tells us that we must renew our minds. We have to do this daily, right? Because our thoughts must be anchored in the word of God. So every day we get up, we must renew our mind. That's why when you read the word, right, then now your thoughts become anchored in the word of God. He starts to direct your path. The word of God starts to direct your path, right? Teach, teach you how to make decisions. Teach you how to treat others, amen? Teach you how to navigate uh, tough situations, right? And so, that, so the word of God anchors Anchor our thoughts. Our thoughts anchor is anchor, should be anchored in the Word of God. That's right. Amen. And then we must lean into God. So two things about leaning into God. Leaning into God means to get closer. To lean in. To get closer. I grew up playing sports, co coach sports, and. Um, so what a coach does, um, Pastor Joaquin can attest to this, he's, he coached now, he coaches basketball. You know, so the goal is when you're trying to um, uh, get your uh, team's attention, the player's attention, 
you call a huddle and you have everyone lean in. So that way you can give them a strategy to win the game. Amen. So God's trying to give us a strategy, but he's calling a huddle. He's calling a huddle. He's calling us to huddle up with him, to lean in with him, so that way he can tell us what, something that's going to empower us, so, something that's going to take us from where we are, where he wants us to be. But you can't hear what God is saying if you're not in the huddle. You can't hear what God is saying if you're not in the huddle. All the non-sports people just looking at me just like, I don't really know what that means. Amen? And so God's calling a huddle. God's calling us to lean in to him, to hear what he's saying. He's trying to get, a, get, get our attention. God wants to do something powerful in your life. He doesn't want your life just to be ordinary because we don't serve an ordinary God. Right? right? He wants us to go from ordinary to extraordinary. That's the type of God we serve. Isn't that something? Are you excited about that? Come on, God's doing amazing, going to do amazing things in your life. I'm excited for you. I cannot wait to see it. He's trying to get your attention. What does he want to say to you? Amen. He's calling a huddle. Lean into God. Hear what he's trying to tell you. Amen. So, so another thing about leaning in to God is we must shift your weight towards God. Like in water sports, right? I, um, I don't know anything about it, but I heard about it. Um, people who surf, right? So when they see the waves come, right, they don't swim away from the waves. They swim toward the waves and they lean into the waves so they can ride the waves. Amen. See, when the storms of life hits us, we must shift our weight towards God. Amen. So the storms of life come, we must shift our weight towards God. The Bible says that, that, that we lay aside every weight. We lay aside every weight. That must, we must shift our weight. Take the weight of life and give it to God. Amen. Shift your weight on, on God. Amen. Give up your burdens and take up what he paid for. Give up your burdens and take up what he paid for. Come on, somebody got to get excited this morning. Somebody got to come go with me this morning. Come on, lay aside every weight, shift your weight on God. And then we must need to, so we must lean in and lean on God. Come on, somebody, somebody say lean in. Lean on God. And then we need to press in. Press in. We need to press in. See, pressing in is, means to be persistent, unrelenting, tenacious, and seeking to learn, grow, and serve others. Do we have any tenacious Christians in this place that have that tenacity, 
that don't, won't give up, even when the odds are stacked against you? Do we have any tenacious Christians in here who will just stand up and stand for God and believe the promises of God will continue to pursue him no matter what's in front of you? Is there any of those people in this place today? Do I have anyone here today who believe that, who knows that, I, listen, I'm tenacious. I'm tenacious. I'm not, I'm not going give, to give up what God told me to do. Amen? And so, so press in. So we must press in in all seasons of our life, all seasons. Press in to God. God loves when we press in. God honors our pressing. Wow. He honors our pressing. Press in to God. That means that you, doesn't, it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter all the lies of the enemy or all the lies around, around you. You're, you're still pressing in to God. Amen? Or I have an example for you. David in Psalm 63, 1 through 8. It says, oh God. Now here's David. He is in a dry season. He tired. He tired. There's a lot going on in his life. But just listen to David's words. Listen how he he, he's pressing in to God. He says, oh God, you are my God. <laughs> Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. He went to church to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. Anyone here believe that? Your loving kindness is better than life. It exceeds life. Life can't compare to your loving kindness. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall satisfy as with marrow in fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you, not far behind you. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful? That is pressing in to God. That is pressing into God. He didn't, he didn't run away from God when times got tough. He ran towards God. He pressed in. He pressed in. So that, that when times get tough, that's the moment that you press into God. You don't not come to church. You don't not pray. Amen. Those are the moments that you press in. Press in. Amen. I mean, he pressed into God. So he hungered 
for more of God. That means he valued God's presence. Amen? So that means he, was, he knew he was going to get something out of God's presence. So he hungered for God. Do we have any hungry Christians? Do we have people who hunger, who pray to God all night until they seek an answer? Amen? Do we have any hunger, uh, uh, hungry Christians who just want more of him, just want to see him move in your life? Amen? Do we have any hungry Christians who are not satisfied of where they are in life? They want more of God. When they walk into church, they get serious about a move of God. Amen? They want to see God move in such a powerful way. So here's David. He was hungry in spite of his condition. He didn't have physical water, <laughs> but he was still thirsty for God, hungry for God. He valued God's presence. And then he praised him. He said, my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. He lifted his hands and he praised them. His stance showed a desperate reliance upon God. Amen? See, praise creates an atmosphere for God to work in. Amen? Praise creates an atmosphere for God to work in. Amen? We make room for God to do his thing. And then he remembered he remembered. He says, I will remember you on my bed. See, David had receipts. David had receipts. My wife, she does this program where she, uh, we buy something and she, go, and she goes and she records the receipts. And then I guess she, she gets a reward or something for, for that. Um, and so do, we, do you know that the Bible is like receipts? The Bible is like, because when you store the word of God in your heart, you have receipts. So you can be walking through a dry season. I brought my receipts here. You can walk through a dry season, right? And, and still say like Isaiah 41 says, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. Amen. So you can walk through a tough season. You can be dealing with some, maybe some insecurities, but you got receipts in your heart, right? And the Bible says you're more than a conqueror. I brought some receipts today. Amen. Matthew says, right, but with God, all things are possible. Amen. I brought my receipts today. Amen. Isaiah says the spirit of the Lord, sovereign, sovereign, the Lord is our, our the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. It's amen. So I brought my receipts today. Do you know your testimony are like your testimonies can be a receipt? Amen. Because it, it, it tells you that you've been through something and you've been tested and approved by God. Anybody bring receipts today because they've been through something. Right? They've been through something, but they're now, now approved by God. Amen? I brought my receipts today. Amen? That God is good. So David had receipts. He knew that God was good. He wasn't swayed by what he saw around him. He still praised him. 
he still hungered for him. He still lifted his hands in dark times, in challenging times. Amen? Come on, God's trying to get your attention. Amen? Make sure you be in a place where he can find you. Make sure you're in a place, make sure your stance is like this and you're praising him because when you, when you do that, you create room for God to move. Woo. And I said that to myself as I was meditating on it. I said, man, people are going to shout. <laughs> Amen. So we lean in. We lean on God. Then we press in to him. We press in to God. Press in to God. Amen. Amen. Don't leave God's presence with empty handed. Press in. Press in. God loves when we're in his presence. Right? And it's an exchange. It's always an exchange. It always should be an exchange. You bring him your burdens, he give you something back. Right? You bring him your, your burden, he gives you joy. You give him your circumstance, he gives you peace. You give him your problems, he gives you wisdom. Don't leave God's presence empty-handed. Press in. Press in. Press in. Where are the Christians who would pray all night, pray all week, pray consistently, until they receive an answer from God. He honors our pressing. He, I will challenge you that you, you continue to press into God in your prayer time. I will challenge you. He's going to honor your pressing. Amen. You will get an answer by God. Yes. Hallelujah. How many need answers from God? How many need direction from God this morning? Pressing. Pressing. He honors the pressing, our pressing. Press into him. Press into him. Then lastly, so we lean on, lean in, lean on, press in, and focus. 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 Turn this to someone and say, focus, man. So we have to limit the distractions in our life. See, I've learned this. I've learned this. I learned to clear space between me and God. You have to clear space between you and God. Amen. In Joshua uh, 3, I, I believe, uh, the, uh, the Israelites were commanded to keep a distance between them and the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. They have to keep a, a distance, but distant, uh, far enough so that they can, or close enough or far enough to, so they can see the presence of God. They were to walk, they will continue to move forward, but they had to make sure they were at a distance where they can constantly see the presence of God. That's life right there. Right. Sometimes we can't see the presence of God 
or we can't experience the presence of God because there's some things in between us and God. There's too many distractions between us and God. So we have to limit distractions in our life. You have to get to a point in life like you're like, nothing is getting in between me and God. Amen. Busyness, right, causes a distraction, right, causes a distraction where you can't, you can't see God. Right? And you go through this dry season, and you're like, Lord, what's, what's happening? You're waiting for, waiting for answers from God, and you're not hearing anything because there's too many distractions, too many things competing with your time with God, too many things competing with your, your, your moment with the Lord. So you have to make sure that we create space, space far enough, right, where the distractions can't get in between what, between what God's trying to do in your life. Amen? So there's, there's so many things that God wants to do in our lives, but he's, there's no room. There's, there's no room. There's no room for God to do anything new. Amen? So God wants, he wants to take you to another level. He wants to just do something amazing in your life. But we have to limit distractions. What's competing with, between you and God? What's comp competing between you and God? Amen? I had to answer that question. Amen? And so God doesn't want us to have so many distractions where we can't sense the presence of God in our lives. Hallelujah. Are you still there? And so when we are dialed in, focus on God, God can do more in one moment than he would do in a year. He's going to speed some things up in your life. He's going to speed some things up in your life. Because we must understand that the message, God's trying to get our, our attention, and the message is more important than a miracle. Because Matthew 6 31 says, we, uh, a very popular scripture, it says, seek, seek the kingdom of God in this righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. So we focus a lot on the blessings, but we miss the message. We missed the message. What is the message? Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your neighbor, not your co-worker, not your best friend. Amen. It says to seek first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, and then everything else will be added to you. All those blessings, joy, 
peace, understanding, wisdom, breakthrough, healing, all that you need. It says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Focus, focus, focus on the message and not just the miracle. Focus on the message, not just the miracle. Come on, stand with me. God's going to speed up some things. And you're like, but he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to get your, your attention. God's been trying to get some people attention for years. Amen. So I love this series because when God, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they, they went to hide. And God was calling for Adam. Where are you? He was trying to get Adam's attention. Like, where are you? It's a great question. Where are you spiritually? Like, where, where, where are you? Where are you? Are you in the place where God can find you? Like, it's, I, I love this series because to me it's about spiritual renewal. God wants to renew some things in your life. It's, but it starts with a relationship with him. That's what he's about. It's about a relationship with God. I believe some Christians went hiding. They went away from their relationship with God. But he's such an awesome God because you can always come back. You can always come back. He's there with open arms, ready to receive you. That's why I love God so much. Man. Spiritual renewal. I believe he's trying to get your attention. He wants to tell you something. He wants to change some things in your life. He wants to put you in the place where you need to be, not where you are. He wants to put you on the right path. He's trying to get your attention. That's awesome. God is good. I hope you enjoy this message or you're enjoying this series so far because um, God's going to renew some things in your life. Amen. Have Pastor Steve come and close out our service this morning. What's amazing to me is that God was getting ready to um, call Moses to go do what he had tried to do 40 years earlier. So 40 years earlier, he was trying to do it on his own. He was trying to do it with his own power, his own strength, his own position, and, and it didn't work. And so now here he is 40 years later, and I love his response. Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> here I am. I think what God is saying to us today is our position needs to simply be before God. And say, God, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. 
and allow the Lord to work in your life. Amen. So I want to pray with you. Father, thank you for this great message. Thank you for the call that you've given us today. Lord, I think about Moses standing there, having been 40 years tending sheep, after he had mistakenly, presumptuously tried to do the very thing you were getting ready to call him to do. At this point, Lord, he had a better response. Here I am. So I pray for every single one of us, no matter what it is that we are seeking you about, no matter what we are pressing in about, that our posture will say it all. Here I am, Lord. I'm not trying on my own. I'm not, I'm not battling to make it happen on my own. I'm just waiting before you and saying to you, here I am, God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, I pray that you have a wonderful week. I bless you. You are dismissed. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.